nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world. Hey, 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 everybody. Happy New Year and welcome back to Tipperary for another episode of Life After Life with me. Hello, everybody. How was your Christmas? Hey, Christina. Hey, Sophie. Uh, hey, JYXIG. KFJ, how are you? Uh, if you have that kind of a name, will you just put your name um, into the chat box so that I, I know who's commenting? Hey, Linda. Hey, Caroline. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm so lonely after Christmas. I love Christmas. I love everything about it. I love all the traditions. I love the lights, the decorations, everything. You know, I just love it. It was very quiet this year because... Um, uh, most of my family had COVID or had been in contact with COVID. So everybody was isolating and um, it was very, very quiet. So, Christine, you still haven't got into the new house. Fingers crossed the kitchen floor gets done this week. Oh, wow. That's so exciting to be moving into a new house. I'd love to build again. I really, really would. Um yeah, not that I don't love my house. Um, my baby was 14 the other day and he got a pool table. So we now have a pool room in our house. Not a swimming pool, but um, a pool uh, with pool cues and pool balls and all that kind of stuff. It's definitely, definitely, definitely not warm enough in Tipperary for a swimming pool. So guys, as always, um, tonight um, and every week, the podcast is about you and your questions. Hey, Ross, welcome. So if you've anything that you want to ask me about a um, about spirit world or whatever, um, I don't know when I'd ever get my forever home. Ireland is impossible for mortgages. Oh, I totally uh, indoor heated swimming pool, Martina. Exactly. I do. Um, yeah, I can't imagine, Sophie, you know, for the generation now, I mean, I got my first mortgage when I was 19 years old um, and I have had several mortgages over the years um, and it used to be so easy to get a mortgage. Um, but just now it's not it's just not possible. You have to have so much of a, um, a deposit. It's just mad. I don't think they want people to own their their houses anymore. Um. So I'll start off the questions, being as everybody's shy. Don't be shy to ask, guys. So um, one question that, um, and you know, it was asked this week, but it's asked a lot. Is mediumship or psychic work, is it seen as witchcraft? And I'm, you know, I mean, on one hand, you could say, yes, well, it depends on, um, you know, obviously it depends on the, the outlook or the, the, the viewpoint of uh, an individual person. But as regards countries, there are some countries that have witchcraft acts. Okay. I don't know them all by heart. I do know that the UK is one of them because I did all my training in the UK. 
So they have different laws that we don't have here in Ireland. So, for example, if you take um, psychometry into account, okay, so psychometry, um, you know, something I used to do a lot, but obviously since the pandemic, I don't see people in person anymore. But psychometry is a way that you can, um, that you can hold an item that belonged to someone who has passed away and get their energy from it. So that could be a photograph, it could be a watch that somebody used to wear, you know, it could be several different things, but something that somebody would have used on a regular basis. If it's not a photograph, it has to be something that they use. Like, There's no point in bringing me in, you know, um, a, a plate with a picture of Charles and Diana on it that they, um, you know, that they only held once in their life. Okay, so... Um, you know, it has to be something that a person would have worn every day, you know, or, or on a regular basis, at least so like a wedding ring or um, a watch, a chain, you know, something like this. OK, that would have their energy in it. And I can hold that and I can feel the energy of the person from it. OK, that's called psychometry. But in the UK, under the Witchcraft Act, it is illegal to practice psychometry. OK, so people do it, but what they have to do is they have to hold the object, get the energy of the spirit, then put the object down or aside before they begin to relay the message. Because to relay the message from the energy of the item is viewed as witchcraft. So there are certain things that are viewed as witchcraft. I know that there was a lady um, who used to manifest items. I can't remember her name, but it was during the Second World War, okay, when everybody had ration books. So this lady used to hold regular sessions and she used to have spirit manifest things like, you know, pieces of fruit or vegetables or, you know, stuff like this, stuff that people could eat. And she was actually imprisoned for that because it was considered witchcraft. Um, they actually figured that she must be illegally importing this fruit. Uh, so they they put her into jail. So you can get into trouble if you don't know what you're doing. Um, I think Ireland is one of the kind of more open societies because we were so neglected by the English when they ruled the country. And then we've had so many other things to worry about than witchcraft. Um, over the years that they haven't brought anything in just yet. Yes, Martina. So, yeah, over in the UK, the, it can be quite restrictive. Um, and there was some rule that they tried to bring in there at one point about only doing seances in the daylight and not doing them at night time. But um, I think a lot of people were fighting back against that as well. So, yeah. So is it seen as witchcraft in a lot of places? But then there's a lot of you know, silly um, laws out there. In I remember reading in one state in the United States that um, you can't eat um, fried chicken with a knife and fork, you know. So there's some ridiculous laws out there. Antiquated, um, for whatever reason that they were brought in initially, but there you go. So Christine is saying she's been doing the thankful and grateful talk to my spirit guide each night for two plus weeks now, but I still haven't had a sign from them. Unfortunately, there's no timeline. OK, I don't know what you're asking for, um, but you do need to keep on. So it depends. Are you looking for a sign from your spirit guide or are you looking for a sign from somebody in spirit? OK, um, the thankful and the grateful talk 
your spirit guides will encourage your spirit people to send you um things but i mostly use that for manifestation of things that i want in my life okay so it really depends what you've been asking for um but then again you know some people do it for six months before they see anything back so unfortunately i can't say but if if you want to tell us what you're asking for it might give me a little bit more insight into that how can we encourage a sign from the spirit world ask them you know just ask them tell them what you need you talking to or thinking about your loved one in spirit is the sign that they need and you know i often say it and i've put up pictures on my my facebook page several times about you know if you're waiting from um a sign from the spirit world have you ever thought um whether or not they're waiting for a sign from you maybe they need to know that you're ready okay so when you think about your loved ones if you imagine like that you're a walkie-talkie and you're sending that energy out into the universe saying to them you know i'm here i'm waiting for connection you know they pick up on that and they will come and give you signs and my personal belief is and it's not a diss on you is that we get a lot of signs in our everyday life but we tend to write them off as coincidence okay and so many of us we miss what's been shown to us by saying oh isn't that a coincidence or imagine for that to happen today of all days but we never take it as oh my gosh somebody's trying to tell me something here so be very aware of what's going on around you like look here is um sophie saying that she's seen robins the last few mornings and she believes they are a message from heaven um are they or is it just coincidental i believe that you know when robins are coming near us obviously robins live on this earth we're going to see a robin at some point or another but i do feel you know that when they're coming up to you when they're coming in the door pecking at the window you know making themselves very obvious because if you leave out seeds or or you know bread or whatever you're going to find birds all kinds of birds but if you find that they're seeking you out you know and that they're being very forward and very i suppose demanding for want of a better word then you know it's someone trying to get your attention okay hey john <laughs> somebody did figure out here how to change the name and they told me and i can't remember so i'm sorry i've been saying i'm thankful that we got home safe that everyone is happy and healthy then i just asked if they could give me a sign that they are there okay so um when you say they i'm assuming you mean your spirit guides okay i think it's more difficult personally from my own experience and trying over the years personally i think it's harder to get a random sign from a spirit guide i always liken our spirit guides to teachers you remember when you were in school and your teacher would um you know you'd call them miss o'brien or miss ryan or mr kendy or whatever it might be and you wouldn't know anything about their personal life. You wouldn't know where they live, if they're married, if they have children, where they studied. You know, that was just all, you know, irrelevant to them teaching you. And it's the same with your spirit guides. But what I do is I ask them something specific. Okay. So, for example, I want to finish doing up a room in my house. Um, and I don't want to do it on the cheap. I want to get some nice stuff for it. So I say, okay, well, you know, I want a few more bookings. Okay. And 
I, I practice my gratitude every day. I have my gratitude stone by my bed and every night before I get into it, you know, thank that we're all here safe, you know, thank God we have enough to eat and all the rest of it. Um, and then I just put it out there, you know, send me some readings. I need to get an extra two readings this week or whatever. And it happens. It always happens. I don't know why, um, but I have been practicing this gratitude thing for a long, long time. Okay. Um, and, you know, would I say I have everything I want in life? No, but I have everything that I need. Okay. Keep with it, Christina. I guess you've been doing it two weeks, but ask for something specific. Don't ask for just a sign. Okay, so you're moving into a new house. Is there anything around that, that that you would want? Okay, so I don't know. I'm trying to think. You're getting your kitchen floor laid. I'm sure, I'm assuming your kitchen's in. Everything's ready to go. So you know, maybe you could say to them, "Well, you know, I could do with some money coming my way, um, to finish off a bit of the house." Okay, so um, whatever you do for a living, maybe there'll be overtime offered. Maybe you'll have a small win on the lottery. You know, there's various different ways that they can bring money into our lives. But ask for something specific. Okay. Um, Avine's been seeing Robins too. Hey, Avine, I hope you had a good Christmas. Hey, Aoife. Maggie's saying each evening, um, oh, you're with your mom at the hospice. Maggie, I'm so sorry to hear that. In the last two days, I've asked my spirit guides and my past on grandparents to help me. This evening, I definitely felt my granddad here, a whiff of woodbine. It has been so comforting during this. You know, anything that can bring you a little bit of comfort, you know, really and truly. And, you know, that's a great um, example for Christina because she's moving into a new house and we know from her being on here before or was it on TikTok that her dad came through so we know that her dad is in spirit so maybe she could ask her dad instead to give her a sign in the new house whether it's his aftershave whether he smoked a cigarette or something that she can connect with her dad to let um, her know that he's also with her in the new house you know that would be a lovely thing Christina to ask for to be fair so do I have a spirit guide? We all have a team of spirit guides, uh, Martina. Okay. So um, we often hear mediums talking about their uh, spirit guide. Okay. And um, my perception of it is, you know, when we had, God rest his soul, Derek Kokora used to always talk about one gentleman in particular. So what this would be is a spirit communicator. Okay. So we all have a team. So like, for example, I have several spirit guides that help me with connection to different areas. Okay. So I would have one, um, I would have one spirit guide that would help me to talk to people who've died by suicide, for example. Then I would have another spirit guide that will help me to connect with babies that passed and another spirit guide that helps me to connect maybe with people that didn't speak English as a first language, for example. So, you know, we'd have a team of six or eight people that would work with us. So if you had six or eight people shouting in your ear all the time, that would be extremely, um, you know, confusing. So what you have is a communicator. So your team of guides tells the communicator what 
me as a medium needs to know and the communicator brings that message to me okay so you are martina's telling me that she sees native indian chief absolutely beautiful headdress long dark hair two stripes across each cheek is that your spirit guide or who you see for me because i, I would well believe it i know that i have um a native new zealand lady um of maori descent that helps me connect with um, babies i also know that i have um, a french man um, obviously from France, <laughs> he would be French if he wasn't, but he was a doctor back in the 16th century um, of France and he helps me when I do healing, okay, and even when I send distant healing, so I would send him to heal the person, Francois is his name, um, so I've, I know some of them, okay, but I, I, I know that everybody has a team. Hey Judy, welcome to Podbean. <laughs> Lovely to have you. I feel they're following me and want my attention. Okay, that's Sophie with your robins. Um, so that's obviously someone trying to get your attention, Sophie, for whatever reason. Maybe they just want you to know that um they're around you. Maybe um you're trying to make a decision in life and they're trying to guide you. So, you know, just pay attention, give a little thought to the timing of when they come. You know, how many of them are there? You know, does it make sense? Um, are they only coming when you're stressed about something? So try and see if there's a pattern there to try and figure out what it is that um, they're looking for. Hey, Emily. Welcome, welcome. Hey, Helen. Um, I'm good, Helen. Thank you. Um, oh, you had COVID, Avine. I'm so sorry to hear that. And so did your little boy. Hoping we get over it now. Hoping 2022 will be a better year for us. It will. I really feel that it will be a better year. Okay. Yes, Sam, that was Derek Kakora's uh, spirit communicator. That's him. Two days I walked. Okay, so this is Christina. We were talking about asking to feel her dad in the house. Uh, two days ago, she walked into the house and smelled the same smell that was in his house and tried to imagine him there helping out. So he's already given you signs, Christina, you know. Um, so here is our Claire Gussiant medium who is smelling her dad around her. That's amazing. Hello, crazy lady. Welcome back. Okay, do spirit guides understand different languages? Because sometimes I try to talk to them in English, Spanish or Hebrew. They understand any language because the only language in the spirit world is love, Emily. Okay, so but what we do have in different um, in different countries, different races, we have different ways of expressing ourselves. Like, for example, recently I said to somebody that I was finding something hard going. And this person took that as a negative comment. Okay, they 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 took it that I was trying to say that um something was really bad in you know instead of just that I was finding it difficult. Okay. So in different um you know languages or countries, we have different ways of expressing ourselves. So that's the only thing that really, you know, can be challenging sometimes. I wouldn't even say difficult, challenging. Um, but there is no language. Um, the only way that language would be um, an issue is if you have someone maybe who's only clear audience. But I've, I don't really know anybody who's just clear audience. That means a clear audience is someone who hears spirit. Okay, there's generally something else that comes with that. And, you know, mediumship is a lot about feeling 
and um you know you know pictures um that you can see in your mind and stuff like that okay so there would be a lot of that um so you don't need language for that necessarily it's more about how you feel and what you see okay <laughs> i can't leave you here do you get repeats i have a mary chick that keeps showing up a mary chick i'm not sure what you mean by that do i get do you get repeats i have a mary chick i'm not really sure what you mean um by that pet forget about the do in my question you're all right emily i know that english isn't your first language I want to get a Maori inspired stingray tattoo from my grandmother. I'd love to know who my spirit guides are. Well, the only way to know your spirit guides really is to meditate, you know, meditate for spirit connection. And it can take some people years to build up a connection with your spirit guide. It might happen quicker, but in general, as I say, it's like teachers. They're here to help us, to guide us, to teach us. They're not necessarily here to be your friend. I don't know anything about the personal life of any of my spirit guides. I'm lucky that I know the name of one and um, the background of another. But there's other spirit guides there that I know nothing about because I don't need to know about them in order to do mediumship, if that makes sense. During Christmas in my mother's house, the lights flickered while we were all talking about Granny. Totally felt her presence. Absolutely. So the lights flickering is something that people talk about often in um, when, you know, they're talking about spirit visitations and stuff like that. So the reason that we get those kind of things happening is because spirit come with kinetic energy. This is the energy that they use to, um, you know, to get around, to communicate, all that kind of stuff. But sometimes they can't control it. You know, sometimes maybe, um, you know, if they're newly passed or, you know, like Christmas time, you know, it's a very highly emotionally charged time and everyone's energy is buzzing. OK, so um, it, it can you know happen a lot that not intentionally, but that, you know, they can affect, you know, little lights or. Um, music systems or televisions or something like that, especially anything that relies on a signal like a radio um, or television. Um, quite common to get disruptions in those when you've got spirit energy around. Her name is Mary. Okay. I'm not still not sure what you're asking me about repeats. Um, repeat what? Um, the only crazy lady. I know you've told me your name before, but I can't remember. Um, the only group, okay, so come on and tell us. That's probably the easiest way. That's um, what I was thinking. I was like, oh, I just because typing's not working for me today. Yeah, I just don't uh, know. I repeat, come on, tell us. Um, I it, it's the spirit in, in the chick. I mean, it's name her name's Mary, you know, mm -hmm. and I keep wanting to say chick with her, so I think she used that word a lot. And she has like cool. the letter E for her last name. And then okay. she like shows up and she goes, "Has you found him yet? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then she like takes off. To, I don't know where she goes or, you know, but like she's been doing this for like two weeks. It's the same, you know, spirit. Okay. So you mean repeat visitations? Yeah. From the same energy. Yeah. Um, I suppose 
since I've learned how to handle the energy better, not so much. Maybe in the early days of doing readings, I probably would have had it more because I didn't release the energy. So when she goes, you might be holding on to a little bit of her, you know, or holding on to that connection. So what you need to do is, you know, when she leaves, envisage her actually leaving. So picture a silhouette of um, a woman walking out your door and leaving and closing the door behind her. And in some okay. way, that's, you know, you letting her go and not holding on to her. Because by thinking about her and wondering about her and all that kind of stuff, you're holding on to the energy. So wish her well and even envisage her leaving and say to her, I know you think I'm crazy, but it helps. And, you know, just say to her, I wish you well on your search, you know, and send her off with good wishes. Well, that's what she came. I, 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 I was like, no, I haven't found him. You know, I mean, uh, mm. I don't think I will. That's what I usually tell them. It's like, I don't think I'll find whoever you're looking for. But, you know, thanks for stopping. Exactly. Yeah. Wish them well on their search. But sometimes you have to envisage them going because, you know, I especially remember when I first started reading and, you know, I'd hold on to the problems that people would bring into the sessions with them. And, you know, I wasn't sleeping and I just found it really, really stressful. And um, my mentor at the time said to me, you know, you need to envisage them leaving your house with a big backpack on their back or a suitcase, you know, in their arm. And, um, you know, that they're, they're taking all their troubles in this bag wrapped up and wish them well as they leave, you know, um, but let them take their problems with them because I was trying to hold on to and solve all those issues. And it's just not possible. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. I hope that Thank helps. You, uh, I've been like wondering, it's like, oh, it, am I the only one that that happens? No, no. Um, you learn to control the in energy after a while, but sometimes you get persistent people. You know, like I always say to spirit, you know, don't come until um, I'm in the reading with your loved one. But you're still always getting a patient person who pops in the night before, you know. So it's just it's just the nature of people, you know. Okay. That's just the way it happens. So I okay, hope that helps you. a little bit. Try the vis visualization and let me know if it works. I will. Thank you so much for helping no me out. No problem at all. You're welcome. And you have you had a good New Year, yes? I did. Well, it was very, very quiet, to be fair. Um, we well, we can't go out over here because every not that I go out normally anyway, but um, everything here closes at 8 p.m. Yeah, because, because of COVID. Of COVID. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You guys are still need your watch out. Okay. So, Shannon, can you use a set of earphones so that we don't hear um, the feedback, if you don't mind? Um, sorry, somebody else has just joined in the chat, but um, you can unmute yourself when you've got your earphones in. There's no problem. So I just want to go on to this. Somebody had a reading recently. Um, a grandfather who passed years ago appeared and the medium told me he had connected with his wife a lot recently. She has dementia. Would this be possible, John? Um well, of course. I mean, it's always possible for spirit to connect that, you know, that's, you know, why they come. Um, my concern there would be, um, would a spirit, you know, appearing or connecting with this lady confuse her more in her, you know, if she has dementia, she's already confused. 
Um, I wonder, did the medium mean, I don't know what wording the medium used, that um, this person, your granddad was around um, your grandmother a lot, you know, that he was looking out for her. I've had that, you know, said to me so many times by spirit, you know, I'm with, um, you know, I'm with my wife, I'm holding her left hand, um, you know, and, you know, kind of telling, you know, a lot of what's going on around. I've even had um, I had a gentleman once come in and his wife was ill in hospital. Uh, she didn't have dementia, but she wasn't, um, she wasn't, what's the word? I don't know what you say, unconscious. She definitely wasn't lucid. Um, and he was requesting that they change her medication. And he told me what medication that she was being given and what he thought would work better. Um, you know, so um, it's definitely not unusual for spirit to be around somebody like that okay and especially it's not that i'm saying that spirit only come to us when we're passing but it's very comforting to know you know that if it, her time comes that you know he's been around and been there for her that's what we do you know they were together in life they're going to be together um in sickness and in health okay it doesn't matter what side of life he's on but wasn't it nice to get that uh, confirmation job I would love to be able to connect with my granny. I'm always dreaming about her. I don't know if that's her connecting with me. Okay, so we talked about dreams, Aoife, um, in the past. So in short, you can dream about somebody, um, but then they can visit you in a dream, okay? And I suppose the easiest way that I have of telling the difference is that when I have been visited by somebody in a dream, by a spirit, I generally wake up feeling exhausted. Okay, like I've run a marathon or done 10 rounds with Mike Tyson or something. Okay, whereas the ones where you dream about someone and you wake up feeling, oh, that was lovely, that's generally not a connection but a memory. Okay, so it would be the easiest way because I can't tell you if it's her because I don't know what you felt or experienced in that dream. Um, but I would definitely say to you, if you're having dreams about somebody, listen back to the episode, the podcast where we had Paul Gill on and we spoke all about dream interpretation on that episode. He's amazing. You definitely uh, won't be wasting your time having to listen to that. OK, my mum took the kettle with her when she passed. <laughs> That's a random comment, Helen. <laughs> Do you want to explain a little more? <laughs> Um, have I ever took part in physical mediumship? After watching the series Surviving Death and Netflix witnessing physical medium Nicole de Haas, it seemed very intense. Okay, so I haven't ever heard of this Surviving Death um, that you're you're talking about, um, although we do have Netflix. I don't tend to watch that much. Um, it's for the kids. <laughs> That's the only reason we have anything in this house. We have Netflix, we have Amazon Prime, we have lots of stuff. But my husband and I generally don't watch it. Um, if I get time, I'll definitely look it up. Um, I do transmediumship, yes, and I've done um, demonstrations of transmediumship in the past. And yes, it's very intense. It, I mean, it really zaps the energy of any medium um, to do any kind of physical mediumship at all. And it's something that people here in Ireland don't seem to understand very well, because I've done a couple of um, demonstrations of transmediumship here in Ireland, and people were too afraid to come. But I did um, some in Canada, 
The first one I did was in Toronto in the Queen Elizabeth Exhibition Centre in Toronto and had a huge crowd and they loved it. You know, so um, I, I think maybe here in Ireland, it's just not something that people are maybe very aware of. And we're scared of what we don't know. So I think in time, people will get used to it. Hey, Karen, my brother passed and he had a dog. The dog played down at the front door of the house and wouldn't move. So when we had the remains in the house, the people used to step over him. When the dog Lassie was put to sleep, I heard a growl beside my bed one morning and I knew it was my brother. Oh, you knew he came back with the dog. Okay, I assume it wasn't your brother growling. But yeah, you know, um, and I actually had that with a reading today where someone's dad came through and talked about a dog that he'd had in life and showed me the dog with him. It's very, very common for uh, people to be reunited with a beloved pet in the spirit world. Okay, because, you know, pets here on Earth, they're very comforting, aren't they? You know, to give our dog or a cat a cuddle when you're feeling low. They're always there to cheer us up. And they do the same thing in the spirit world. You know, when we're feeling unsettled or lonely or whatever, we have the animals. You know, they're great guides for us. So for your brother to be reunited with his beloved dog, I think that's beautiful. And I'm so sad to hear that the poor dog passed. God bless him. Let's see. <coughs> hey, Shannon. My brother passed and three weeks later, I was speaking to my son and said, you're always in trouble, like Seamus, my brother. To this, I felt a poke on my shoulder. <laughs> I think your brother's playing games on you, Karen. <laughs> There's obviously that uh, humor in the family. So I had a dream months back about my granddad who passed and my grandmother who'd be a year past this month. But he said to me his shoulder hurt and he better go and get my nanny. That's the only dream I've ever had of a past loved one apart from an auntie of mine. Except in the dream she wasn't visual. I could hear her and we were at a party but I couldn't see her. What does it mean when a past loved one comes in a dream? <laughs> Okay, Sophie. Um, sorry, that's hard to read. Um, there's no full stops or commas or anything, so I'm not sure where I need to stop and whatever. So let's go back. And I had a dream once back about a granddad who passed, and my grandmother who'd be a year this month passed. But he said to me, his shoulder hurt, and he better go and get my nanny. That's the only dream I ever have of a past loved one. Okay, apart from Auntie mine, except in the dream she wasn't visual. I could hear her. We were at a party, but I couldn't see her. What does it mean when a past loved one comes in a dream? Well, as I was just saying to somebody above, it depends on the dream. Sometimes they can just be memories that we have in our mind of things that happened, memories of our loved ones in the dreams. Um, and you know that when you wake up, you feel, you know, you feel OK, you feel rested, you feel like it was nice to have thought about them. But the ones where you really have a connection with spirit are the ones where you feel exhausted. Because don't forget, when you're connecting with spirit, you're using a lot of different energy that you don't use on a daily basis. So um, you're going to feel a lot more exhausted. And I'm sure you've heard the term astral travel. So it's a bit the same. Um, astral travel is where your soul goes traveling while your body is sleeping. OK, because your soul doesn't need sleep. Your body does. So sometimes we wake up exhausted because we've been astral traveling. 
But when we go astral traveling, we visit our loved ones. And you know, sometimes that comes across as a dream. Okay. So you'll generally find if you wake up, you feel exhausted, you feel achy. Now, if you've been out on the beer all night and maybe got into an, uh, an argument with someone, you're going to wake up and feel exhausted and achy. I don't mean that. <laughs> I mean, where you went to bed at a regular time, not drunk um, and had a night's sleep and you should feel rested in the morning. Okay. But you don't. Um, then you know that that dream was a dream where you connected with spirit in some way. I hope that makes sense, Sophie. Thank you, Shannon. Okay, my granny would always be asking where he is lately when we visit her. My granny would always be asking where he is. Oh, this is the granddad who said he was around the grandmother. Okay. Um, and it's hard to know. Um, I had a relative who passed a couple of years ago after, you know, having dementia for 12 years. So um, it's hard to know. Is that because she genuinely doesn't realize that he's passed or that he was with her earlier? It's very hard to know with people um, at that point. I'm sorry to hear that your poor granny's going through that. When my dad was in the last few months of dementia, he was speaking to people in the room. Yeah, and they do. And even people that don't have dementia, but are, you know, um, terminally ill. And they talk a lot about seeing different people around them um, before they pass. And, you know, spirit do. They come in to, so that we're not scared. You know, they come in to let us know that or to let the person know that they're not going to be, you know, going anywhere on their own. They get support from the spirit world. My aunt in the, her last three weeks of life, she was in a hospital. She was in London um, and she was in, the, you know, when you get to that point to, to where you're quite near, they put you into um, a room on your own so that you can have your family there at any time. And um, she spoke about um, a little girl that was sitting in the chair in the corner of the room. And that she said that girl was there solid for uh, the last three weeks of her life that she was there every single day for three weeks you know so without doubt um you know i definitely know that i just want to say um shannon are you still there yeah did you want to ask a question um i this is my first time on it so i wasn't really sure how it works Oh, you're fine. You don't have to. You can just be there to join in. But feel free to unmute yourself and ask a question um, if you want. Um, you're welcome to join us anytime. Yeah, so thanks. No, I, I didn't want to um, swoop in because a lot of other people are asking questions. So, No, if you want to ask a question, please just unmute yourself and ask. Um, okay. I love that. I love when people are willing to come on and talk because it makes it yeah. um, an easier show to listen to. So thank you. Um, but if you want to unmute yourself um, at any stage, do. Okay, thank you. Okay, guys, so let's see. Mum loved her tea and we as kids were always making her tea and coffee. When she passed away, the kettle stopped working at the same time. So we jokingly say she took the kettle with her. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. Um, it's like that old song about the clock stopping when the old man died. Um there was a girl, actually, she comes on a lot when I'm live on Facebook, Jackie. And her, her, she lost her dad and her brother within just a few weeks. And I think it was when her dad passed that the clock stopped. It just stopped and never worked again. 
And there was a song, um, I'm sure people here in Ireland would remember that we used to sing the song on the school bus all the time about the clock that stopped never to go again when the old man died. I'm not even going to attempt to sing it to you guys. Just going to take a quick drink. Did I write the book, The Secret? I'm sorry. No, that's Rhonda Byrne. No relation of mine. <laughs> I wish I'd written that book, <laughs> but no, um, unfortunately not. Oh, Caroline, I'm so sorry to see this. Guys, Caroline is telling us that she lost her dad in November from COVID very quickly. She's so shocked because he was a strong, healthy man and we devastated. How long usually would I be able to connect him in spirit? Okay, so I ask, firstly, obviously, I'm really, really sorry to hear that you lost your dad. I ask people to wait at least three months before connecting with someone in spirit. Okay, so there's two reasons for that. One is to allow us to build up enough energy. Okay, so you're grieving for dad, um, but dad's grieving for you, your siblings, your mom, probably if she's still here, his own family, his friends, his neighbors, his work colleagues, whatever else he had going on. He's grieving for the loss of everybody, plus the life he had and the life he thought he'd have and all the rest of it. So he has to uh, come to terms with the fact that he's gone. He has to grieve for the loss of everyone. He has to acclimatize to where he is, go through um, his life and find out what he did right and wrong and everything else. So he has a lot to come to terms with as well. So I say give yourself at least three months to allow all that process to happen. Um, and also, um, you know, we don't want people to become too emotionally dependent on having readings. So, you know, three months, I would say after someone passes, but between readings. So if you had a reading with someone and then wanted another reading, I always ask people to leave six months between the readings. Okay. So, um, you know, I let dad build up his energy. Okay. So this is an example I use quite often. So imagine if you were walking down the street and a big arm came out of the sky, God forbid, and picked you up and dropped you in the middle of Siberia where nobody spoke English. Okay. That's kind of what happened to your dad. He was picked up, literally plucked out of this life into another area of life um, where people communicate differently. So he has to learn to communicate in this way. He has to learn to use his energy to communicate as opposed to just his voice box. So um, if you have ever seen a film called The Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg, Patrick Swayze and Oldie Goldie, um, there's a scene in that movie where um, Patrick Swayze, the spirit of his character, is asking um, another spirit on the subway train to teach him how to move things, you know, and how to be seen and heard and all that kind of stuff. So he's teaching him, the man teaches him how to flick a Coke can and kick a Coke can. So you might remember that scene. So it's a bit like that, that everybody has to learn to communicate in this new way. I hope that makes sense. But a short answer to your question is three months. Okay. Hey, Emily, my best friend is a medium. On my first reading with her, she saw my best friend who passed away in 1997. She told me she's at peace and happy and no pain. She said that she's my guardian angel. Okay. So, um, I mean, what a beautiful reading. I would differ with your friend, um, not in the connection, because of course your friend um, is at peace and she's happy and beautiful and all the rest of it. But as regards being a guardian angel, angels are very different things to spirits. Okay, so angels are celestial beings. They never lived on this earth. 
okay whereas spirit guides were once human and then they died as humans and moved to the spirit world okay so there's no doubt that your friend would be around you guiding you that's a given um but for her to be an angel my experience is that they're very different however my experience would also tell me that she is definitely guiding you just not as an angel as a friend okay so she's still the friend to you that she was in life okay so enjoy her energy oh thank you shannon <laughs> you're welcome to say things like that anytime <laughs> <laughs> Shannon said that she um, had a reading for me about eight years ago and she said I was amazing. Oh, thank you. Um, okay, Caroline. My, oh, yeah, that's sorry. Um, you, your, your message came through twice. I had a dream that my sister appeared to me in the mirror. She looked like an angel and told me she loved me and she would come back to see me again. Of course. Why wouldn't she come and see you? And she's probably around you every day. You're just not always aware of her energy around you. Okay. But um, she, I mean, she promised you that she'd come back and then not come back. <laughs> Helen is saying that she must be permanently astral traveling because she feels like that every day. Okay. So Shannon is saying that a dream she had was from seven years ago and she still remembers it like it was yesterday. So if you felt like you were there and you felt the energy, then likely it was a visitation from someone in spirit. When I was very sick, I fainted one day and my deceased mother appeared to me holding out her hand and said, come on, I'm here to help you. When I came around from fainting, fainting I began to get better from that day on. So man was just letting you know that she's there to help you, that she, you know, she's given you her strength, her energy. She's helping you back up. You know, and not only the fact that she's given you her energy to help you to get better emotionally to know that man was there probably gave you a huge um, boost as well, Teresa. OK, so Maggie saying the last few nights, my mom, when she was conscious, was talking to her dead aunt and I was wondering why I wasn't talking to her. aunt. Oh, your poor mom. Oh, Maggie, it sounds like things are happening there, doesn't it? I'm going to keep you both in my thoughts. You're poor old ma'am. My daughter is four and I, he I hear her playing and talking with someone who isn't here. I'm wondering, could it be a spirit? When I ask her about it, she goes quiet. It's a daily thing that stops when I walk in the room. Um, Yeah, kids kind of, you know, when you say something to them like that, um, they do tend to kind of, you know, stop in, in case that they, they might not be. But um, there's no harm in asking her, you know, um you know who's your friend do i know them or you know even maybe when she comes in from her little playroom say to her um did your friend come and play with you today you know ask her um but ask her as if it's just a normal thing um and you know say things like you know i hope that you know if your friend can't play with you today i hope they were all dressed up for the cold you know say it like it's a normal thing and see how she reacts or put out a picture of, of someone that you think it might be, okay, and see uh, how that works out. I know you haven't moved into the new house yet, so is there any connection with the house that she's in and somebody? Because when my niece used to play with my granddad, who passed years before she was born, um, she used to talk about the man in the corner, but in that particular room where she talked about the man in the corner, that was the room my granddad had passed in. So um, 
you know, she might be picking up. It might not necessarily be your dad. It could be a spirit from where, you know, the house that you're living in or whatever. So there's a million things it could be. But, um, you know, all you could do is encourage her to talk, you know, in little ways, not by sitting her down and interrogating her. She'll talk when she's ready, but she needs to feel like it's something normal. Do you ever feel when you give a reading, a person can really drain your energy? Oh, God, I don't have to be reading for, for people for them to drain my energy. People drain my energy every day. But yes, connecting with spirit can really drain your energy 100%. Uh, Sophie's grandmother died due to COVID last January. I wonder what people who have passed feel. They can be angry that they passed. Do they grieve the living? My grandmother longed for my granddad when he passed. She just wanted to be with him. She cried in her sleep for him and all. So she was grieving, of course. And do people in spirit, um, do people in spirit grieve? Yes, they grieve for the connection, you know, the love, um, the, the person. Some ways I feel from them that it can be a little bit easier in that they can visit us and see us, but we can't visit them or see them, you know. So um, I always feel that it's, it's a small bit easier for them. It can be frustrating because, you know, when people don't see them or hear them, then they don't talk to them or answer them back or whatever. So that can be frustrating. But to be able to see somebody and knowing that they're living and getting on with life and knowing what's going on for them on a daily basis, that can make their grieving a little bit easier. But do they miss us? Of course they do. There's nothing like an old hug or a kiss, is there? Yeah, everybody's seen Ghost, I think, at some stage or other. I think she said that's a figure of speech. I'm not sure what that one relates to, Emily. Um, I have a question from my mom if she make contact with her. It seems that my blood type and my parents' blood type is an impossibility. Ah, uh, okay. So that would be um um so Emily is our baby parent Helen is just saying that her with her blood type and her parents' blood type, um, that she's been told that it's impossible that they're both her parents. Um, so she'd love to know who her father is. Obviously, that's something very personal and it, I wouldn't necessarily be something that I would say that your mother would talk about um, publicly like this. Um, and I did have someone in the past who came to ask the same question of her mother. But basically, her mother said, if I didn't tell you when I was alive, what makes you think I'm going to tell you now? OK, so you have to be honest with yourself about who your mother is. I don't know who your mother is. I'm not saying she wouldn't tell you. But, um, you know, she obviously had a lot of opportunity in life to tell you. Um, maybe she doesn't want to bring it up. I don't know. But that would be something that you would have to do um, a connection with. And it wouldn't be something that you'd want to ask, obviously, here. Could I get a name for you? I don't know. I honestly don't. Judy says, my sister is dreaming of all the ladies in the family are pregnant we are all past at that time or we're all past that time of life so just wondering what would be your thoughts on that oh wow that would definitely be a question for paul gill i really couldn't uh, comment judy um go back and listen to the episode where we had paul gill on talking about dreams he's definitely the man for dreams um so honestly i don't know now i'll tell you a funny thing um with me Okay, so we were talking about maybe getting a new puppy. Okay, um, uh, we were going to get a puppy for my son because um, one of my German Shepherds died a year ago now and we were putting off getting a new puppy. 
Um, and I just feel that I'm not ready for the responsibility of the puppy. Um, you know, the kids are bigger. I feel I have a little bit more freedom now. We still have a dog and two cats and, you know, a, a puppy's a big um, commitment, I feel. Um, but while we were kind of discussing it and talking about it, I kept having dreams that I was pregnant. So, you know, and that I, I was having, you know, I think over the space of like five nights, I had like three more babies or something. And, you know, I just figured that this was actually, um, you know, my kind of subconscious telling me that I was viewing, you know, getting a puppy in the same way that I would view having another baby. You know, it's very tying. There's a lot of responsibility with it. I, I wouldn't take it lightly. I wouldn't want to leave, you know, a dog in the house all day and its own or, you know, anything like that. So um, we made the decision not to get a puppy, okay, because I was obviously stressing out about it. But I'm only giving you that as an example. I don't know if your sister is thinking of getting puppies. Maybe it's playing on her mind, you know, that um, all your days of having babies are now over. You know, maybe she's been thinking a lot about moving on to the next, you know, the next stage of life, maybe being a grandparent or whatever. So that, you know, it could be a lot of stuff, but I really would be guessing if I was to say um, anything to you, Judy. So I would say um, that's definitely a question for Paul Gill. Um, okay, I told my mom when I was three, she was wearing the same PJs as my other mammy had on when she died or passing the rotunda on a bus. I told my mom I died in there. My mother always said I was here before. Yeah, you're having memories of your past life. A hundred percent. Yep. Um, she's not in pain anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's the only thing that they can do at that point, Maggie, is, you know, um, control the pain. But at least it's not like in the old days where people had to put up with the pain. Um, you know, I, I just hope that nobody dies roaring anymore, no matter who they were in life. Um, because, you know, it's hard to come into this world and it's hard to leave it. So at least we can do it with dignity. I used to have a dream about an old lady every night when I was two or three. It was really scary at the time. Gosh, where's the, the hour gone? I just looked at the clock. I used to have a dream about an old lady every night when I was two or three. Really scary at the time. I don't know who she was, though I still remember what she looks like. You know, it's it's hard for me to say that this is who it is or this is what, what it meant. Um, because dream interpretation is obviously a very different thing from mediumship. And unless I experience the dream, you know, I have no real idea of what's going on in it. Um, I don't know how Paul Gill does it, you know, but, um, you know, it's not my area of expertise. Um, so I wouldn't even try and, um, you know, delve into that one channel because I would definitely believe leading you up the garden path there. Now, here's a question. Is there such a thing as demons? When my brother passed, my sister took a picture in through the glass window as the house he owned went up for sale. When my sister enlarged the photo, we saw something that wasn't an animal. A lot of bad things happened in that house. Plus, it was that room that my brother died in. Okay. Um, so, I don't know what the thing was that you saw because I don't see this photo, obviously. Do I believe in demons? Absolutely not. I don't believe in them. Okay. Um, I just feel that, you know, this idea of negative spirits out to haunt us or to torment us um, why would they bother you know whenever a spirit or soul returns to the spirit world they're as pure as anything so however cruel somebody was in this life 
um, you know, they're not that cruel person in spirit anymore. Okay. So do I believe that there is the devil, that there is a negative energy out there? I probably believe in the devil, but not random demons running around possessing people. Now, that's not to say, I don't know, a lot of people don't agree with me. But, you know, I'm no spring chicken. I'm 47 years old and I've been connecting with spirits all my life. I would have thought that if there was something like that, that I would have had at least one um, interaction with one. Um, but never, you know, and I've not even had, you know, met anybody that said to me, oh, you know, I was possessed once. So, you know, on the scale of probabilities, I'd have to say no. Um I don't believe in them. Okay. I believe there is the, you know, what we call the devil's work and all that kind of stuff, but not necessarily demons. I think we worry too much. So as I say, I haven't seen the photo um, that you took. Um, and, uh, you know, even a parapsychologist would look at a photo and say, well, you know, I haven't seen the circumstances in which this photo was taken because, you know, when you're taking a photo through a window, you're also getting what was in the background um, not just what was on the other side of the window, because it can be a reflection from both ways. I'm not saying your your photo isn't accurate, but you have to take into account that you've got the foreground and the background in the same photo. And then something could be distorted. It depends on the light that was in the room. You know, it could be an orb that just appeared, um, you know, um, out of shape or something. You know, I could guess for the night as to what it might be um, without seeing the photo. But um I suppose the short answer to your question, no, I don't believe in demons. My dad's mum passed away when he was very young. Would it be difficult to make contact with her when she's been in the spirit world since the 1960s? No, not at all, Kira. Um, you know, if your dad's still here and he wants to connect with her, um, her connection isn't with me. Her connection is with your dad. Um, and it would definitely be easier to connect uh, with somebody that would have known her in life. You know, like there would be no point in you coming to try and connect with her because you didn't know her in life. And no matter what I tell you, you wouldn't be able to verify it. And that would make the reading, you know, 10 times as hard. But um, absolutely, you can connect with somebody. Um, there's a video on my YouTube channel that I put up. And um, at the beginning of it, I was talking about um, a photo somebody had come to me one time they were trying to trace it was an American lady and she was trying to trace her family history back to Italy and so I was describing this man and I gave all this information and detail about it now that lady came back to me sometime after the reading with a picture of the man that I had described and the hat that I had described and the women I had described this photograph of some women around him and in the photo I think it was his four sisters or something were around him. Now, this was a relative that had passed away like in the 1930s or something that nobody here remembers. But he came through anyway because he knew she was trying to put the pieces of the, the puzzle together. So it's always possible to connect with somebody in spirit. Always. I hope that helps. Let's see. <laughs> Uh, I was very close to my great-grandmother and lived with her just before she passed. 15 years later, I still think about her every day and still feel her overwhelming presence randomly. It's so comforting. Would love her to come through one day. But she's through every day. 
or at least regularly, you said you think about her every day and still feel her overwhelming presence. So she is there every day. She is coming through to you every day. When you feel her presence, that means she's there. Okay, you can't hear her, but physically you can feel her energy. So she is coming through to you. So don't doubt her. Don't doubt that she's coming through. This is her sign to you that she's around. I will send a pic to you, Sandy. This thing was weird. Do, Karen. Yeah, I'd love to see it. I'm more worried about the living, never mind demons. <laughs> exactly. When I went to you years ago, you told me my sister was not accepted that she died and she was upset because she missed her daughters. I just hope she's at peace now. So it was probably in the early days, Shannon, I'd imagine. Um, I wouldn't remember the reading. Um, and That's no, um, you know, nothing personal to you. I don't remember the readings that I did yesterday. Um, but in the early days, it can be and it can be very, very difficult for somebody to accept, you know, and especially accept that they were taken and, and left young children behind. You know, I had a family member who passed it. Um, he was 31 when he died in an accident and he didn't have any children, but it still took him eight years to come through with any clarity because he was so angry um, that he was gone. You know, he was very, very angry because uh, everything was just happening. It was all coming together in his life. And then he died. So it, it's really it, it's really difficult for them to come to terms with it and then to have children left behind, you know, to know that they're going to watch their children be brought up by somebody else over the coming years. I'm sure that's very upsetting. Um, and I'm so sorry for your loss, um, you know, to lose a sibling so young. I mean, that's just horrific. And I can't believe we've been chatting for an hour, guys. And I had intended to answer a few questions and do some readings. So let's say that next week, today is what? Today is the 5th, isn't it? So next week must be the 12th. So let's dedicate next week's show to some um, sample readings, okay? So um, invite anybody along. We will do uh, some readings, just some short readings, not intense, you know, full one-on-one -on -one readings, just like it would be a stage show, okay? So just get some verifications from people in spirit and we'll take it from there, okay? So I will see you here, same time, same place next week. Don't be afraid, guys, to come on. Um, just like Shannon did this evening. It's lovely to have people and um, the crazy lady, if you're still here. I can't remember your, your actual name, but uh, don't be afraid to join in the chat. So if you're going to come on next week and you want to have a reading, I want you to be um, available to pop on with your earphones. Okay, so we don't get the feedback. Uh, just have your ear earphones in and um, we will do some readings live on the show next week to show people what kind of information you can expect to get from Spirit. So I would love if each of you would invite your friends, share the link. I will put the link up in the live room um, very shortly and ask as many people as possible. The more people we have, the more energy we have. And that's always good for um, making the connection with Spirit. So thank you so much, everybody. I see all the thank yous there. I hope you enjoyed the chat. We'll do it again same time next week. And um, I hope everybody settles into the new year. And just think positive thoughts, guys, okay? Because we're going to build up an energy of positivity. And Christina, 
you're going to get that sign. Keep giving your gratitude, okay? Keep doing gratitude every single day because the more grateful you are, the more positive things you will attract into your life. For now, everybody, take care and we'll speak to you on Wednesday next week. Discussing everything about the afterlife and spirit world.